Hello and welcome to this episode of the Hacker Culture Podcast. I'm your host, JR. You can find me all over the internet at JRSWAB, Twitter, Mastodon.xyz. You can find me on XMPP at JRSWAB at KODE.im. You can find me on Matrix with the same username. And uh, I'm actually going to make a Matrix room, chat room, for this podcast. So if anyone is interested in joining that, uh, please let me know. We did have an XMPP room, but um, I don't really know. Uh, I'm going to keep that around. So um, if you're there, then come over to Matrix. Matrix is free and easy to use, and we can even encrypt our messages there. So uh, pretty straightforward, pretty easy to use. But come find me on the internet. We can chat. Uh, thanks to everyone who has reached out and has uh, given me pointers and tips to make this show better. It means a lot that you care enough about the show that you want to see it improve. Today we're talking about an Android app. This Android app is called Web Web Apps Sandboxed Browser. That's what it's called. Web Apps Sandboxed Browser. Um, Just just search for it. Um, It is an open source application written by a guy named Toby Curian. You can find his GitHub page at github.com slash T-O-B-Y-K-U-R-I-E-N. And then you go slash web apps, and that'll take you to this application. Uh, what this does is it allows you to run web app versions of social networks inside of this browser, and they are sandboxed so that they don't talk to each other, which is very nice. Um, I just downloaded this today, and I've been messing around with it, and I am thoroughly impressed. Uh, there's not a lot of reviews on Google Play on the Android Play Store, Google Play Store, yeah, on the Play Store. Um, if you want to download it through that. Go ahead. Um, I think you can also probably get the APK somewhere on GitHub. If not, um, I'm sure you can find it somewhere if you don't use the uh, Play Store. Um, so I've been using this, and it's it's super nice. Uh, so I spun up uh, Instagram. So I actually deleted my social network networking apps from my phone because I I like Instagram because I have friends and family there that I want to see like what they're posting, and um, I like posting pictures of what I take pictures of. It's more of like a photo sharing thing, and uh, but I'm also, I was also concerned about my privacy because I'm very much concerned about privacy, and I know that since Instagram is owned by Facebook, Facebook is probably mining my data um, from me just having the application. They probably know where I'm at, what I'm doing, and on all that jazz. With that, I am not cool with, um, and I don't want that to be a thing. So I'm messing with this, and it's. Uh, what it does is you can set up a login. So basically, I logged into Instagram, and it the app will say like, "Do you want to um, like save your password or whatever for this for this sandbox?" As long as you don't go anywhere outside of that sandbox, anywhere outside of that app in that sandbox, you should be fine actually. And if you open a third-party link in the sandbox, it actually opens it in your default browser. So for me, I'm using the DuckDuckGo privacy browser as my default browser. So if I click a link, say in Instagram. Uh, to somebody's blog or something, uh, it'll take me outside of the sandbox into my DuckDuckGo page, uh, DuckDuckGo app. So um, there's not it's not leaving cookies around whenever you're using the the web apps application. When you spin up when you when you turn something on, so I I opened up Instagram, uh, for instance, there it does automatically block all domains. Um, from loading stuff like images and all that, it will load text like real. It'll just load the raw HTML. So you have to go in and unblock certain websites. So I had to unblock um, Instagram.com. You had to, I had to unblock uh, actually Facebook.net. Had to unblock in order to get the Instagram app to actually run. So that's very interesting um, and eye-opening. 
Um, and then you can use this for like pretty much anything else. You can use it as a web browser. So if you say, oh, I want to search for things more privately, I don't want to necessarily use DuckDuckGo app because I don't really want to trust it. Um, this is a sandbox version. You can run whatever you want, anything in here. So I have, um, I don't have Facebook because I don't use Facebook, but uh, it comes default with DuckDuckGo, Facebook, Google News, Hacker News, and Reddit, and something else as well. Um, it's like, how, I think it's called HowIsMyTLS.com. It tells you basically how, how is it, if it's secure or not, and all that jazz. Um, you can add sandboxes to it. And every time you want to add something, you press this little button. It'll stick a little globe icon up in the top right, and then it'll say, where do you want to go? And it'll say, and you just type in where you want to go, and it'll say, create new sandbox, and you press new sandbox. And so every domain will have its own sandbox, which is very important to uh, keep everything separate. Uh, and like I said earlier, having Android apps on your phone, they can talk to each other in a Obviously, I'm making a very broad statement here. Um, they can see your data. They can see where you're at um, because you, we get to give them those permissions. And what I like about this application is that this Android app only needs network uh, connectivity. It doesn't actually have any other permissions. Um, if I go to it, where was it? Where is that? Here it is. And uh, I go all the way down to the bottom here. And not, where was that at? Uh, read more, possibly? Yeah, it's going to read more, and then you click on see more app permissions. It says all it wants is other, so it has full network access. It can view your network connections, and it can install shortcuts, uh, which is, that way you can put, um, you can have like a, a, an icon for Instagram on your uh, Android phone like you would normally, and um, when you press it, it'll open up into this application. And I also have it, you also set the settings so that the application doesn't have its default uh, banner. You, you can press and hold to show its banner and add stuff to it. So it literally looks just like the application that you have when you download the app from the Play Store. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, it runs pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with this being an open source application. Uh, it looks like one guy's developing on it. Um, so mad respect to him. I know how that feels when I, when I worked on Nebulous by myself. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grind and a hassle uh, sometimes, and this guy is doing a very good job. The Play Store has some mixed reviews, actually. Let me head back over there real quick. Uh, uh, long reach. Um, where is this at? There we go. Um, it has mixed reviews. It has 3.9 out of 5 stars over 78 reviews. Uh, most of them are 5 stars. And um, But out of the, what I've read, the, the, the first three I've read here, um, the most recent three, they're all positive. I'm using it. I've not seen any issues that makes it so like I can't use this app. Um, so that's something that uh, I would say don't take too much to heart with what the reviews say. Who knows what people are saying on that. Um, but here's a little synopsis about it from the readme file on um, on GitHub. So I'm not going to read everything here because you can just read it yourself if you so choose. But this is, uh, says this is an Android app. This Android app is a fork of Google Apps Sandbox Browser, which um, he also wrote that. That is his own application as well. The idea behind it is to provide a secure way to browse popular web apps by eliminating referrers, third-party requests, insecure HTTP requests, etc. It accomplishes this by providing a sandbox for multiple web apps, like Google Apps, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Each web app will run on in its own sandbox with third-party with third-party requests, such as images, scripts, and iframes, blocked, and all external links opening in an external default web browser, which, of course, uh, he says, which should have cookies, plugins, flash, etc. disabled. <laughs> um, if you're using the DuckDuckGo privacy uh, browser, it's 
pretty good. Um, if you want complete control over that, which I might do, I might move to uh, the Android Firefox and then install like all of my crazy extensions that I talked about. I think I've talked about here in the past. I never wrote a blog post about it before. Um, and there, uh, I could do that too, but right now I'm just using the, the DuckDuckGo app. Um, it does mention, it goes on to say here, um, by default, all HTTP requests are blocked and the HTTPS is allowed, TSL. Uh, this improves security, especially on untrusted networks. In addition, web apps will warn you if, if the SSL certificate, TLS certificate, of the site you're viewing has changed. That's nice. Uh, for less security, for the less, for a less security focused, um, but more friendly option, try Web Media Share, which is a fork of this application, which specifies which, which, with specific con- focus on extracting and sharing casting media. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I haven't. I, don't, I think I've, I never really cast anything outside of like Spotify, which I might stop using that app too if I can just get it on this web app version. That's be pretty cool. I'm, I'm gonna try everything now. I'm super stoked. Um, it is also going to say that uh, for using Google Suite. Google's suite of apps, this is like Gmail, uh, even Play Store and stuff like that, um, you have to get a different app, this is the G Apps Sandbox browser, um, it works the same way but contains specific uh, binaries probably, specific code for handling Google's web API and their web apps. Okay, let's get back at it. Some features we'll talk about here, again this is on the, on the GitHub page, so if you want to see all of it, go there and check it out. Um, features. This is it works like Mozilla's Prism on desktop. Um, this is a mostly Chrome-less browser that gets you out, gets out of your way. Um, compatibility with full-screen browsing, uh, securely browse mobile websites with HTTPS. It forces that um, block third-party requests by default. This is like, this uh, it's like no script uh, plugin basically. It blocks scripts, images, and iframes by default. Um, and you can allow them. You can allow certain domains to enter or exit. It blocks everything by default. You have to go go in and turn it on, but you only have to turn it on once. I noticed. So I turned it on for Instagram. So I was like, Can Instagram work? And can I use it? Yes, it worked really nice. I can upload images and whatever. Uh, I left it, came back, and everything was still the same way as I had set it for that specific sandbox. So every sandbox you create or you manipulate, you will have to update the settings, which is not. I prefer that because I want it all to be blocked by default. Uh, what else I have here? Um, user agent and text sizing uh, per site allows for a more rich experience. External links uh, open in your default browser. Uh, you can long press to choose how to open things like your, the links and all that. You can create shortcuts for your web apps on the home screen, which I can't do because I'm using uh, TUI, so there's no like buttons. Uh, so I'm going to type the word web apps every time I want to go into an application that I'm using with this. Um, but maybe I'll jump back into. Um, the default OnePlus uh, launcher and see how that uh, the the shortcuts uh, icon system works. It says it uses much less bandwidth than native apps like the Google Plus app because there's no background syncing. That's super dope. I'm really excited about that actually. Uh, mostly because that also lends itself to being an easy way to be tracked and I'm not cool with that at all. Um, Local data, fully open source software, which we can see. Obviously, we have it in front of us. Uh, cookies are stored by Android Cookie Manager, of which there is uh, one instance per application. To avoid cookies from passing between sandboxes, the following has been implemented. And he goes on to say like what he did here to make sure that cookies aren't being shared and so that the, the apps don't know what else you're looking at, which is nice. Um, refer, talks about the refer, storage, how it stores 
And that says plugins and local file access are disabled. However, DOM slash local storage and app caching is allowed. There is only one cache for all sandboxes to share. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> and it talks about location. It says the web views location access has been disabled to prevent sites from requesting your location, which I really like that too. I hate when I log into like um, a website and it's like, can I know where you're at? It's like, nah, no, nah, you can't. That's just dumb. Um, so let me go over here to this application. I'm going to go back into web apps. Like I have it set to that. I don't see the, uh, the bar itself. Um, it looks just like the Instagram app. A little bit different um, like there's a search bar at top whenever I go the search bar is different from like on Instagram if you're going to the explored page looks a little different what I oh oh this is huge I just now went to the explore page on Instagram which I like to do and what I hate so much on the app okay well, on, on the on the native app is that it has these in enormous boxes for these videos that they, they think that you want to watch and they autoplay I freaking hate that and it's not happening here oh that's so glorious uh, it's, uh, it's an Esperanto app, uh, Esperanto image. What I don't like is that I can't hold down um, images. I have to like break that habit. You can't hold down images to pop them out like you can on the native app, but that's okay. I'll get used to that. Um, the, the benefits so far are greatly outweigh the the, uh, the downfall. But let's say I wanted to actually get to um, get to the back to the app, the app, the main app where it has all my other apps listed i press and hold and it brings me back to the it gives, it gives me their uh their menu bar which you can have there by default i turned it off trying to have a uh a more integrated feel make it make it kind of look like it's the app um and it works really well so if i go back here it works i did it for twitter as well the twitter app looks looks great everything seems to work really well again you have to allow thing allow scripts so you can actually tell it to block all images by default even if you're allowing scripts there's a little like uh symbol up in the top right it looks like a road sign kind of it has an arrow going up and an arrow going to the left when you, you press that and it'll tell you it'll have uh what what domains you want to allow so right now like in order to have instagram work on, on my Android device here, I had to unblock Instagram.com, which makes sense. And I also unblocked uh, FBCDN.net, which is the Facebook CDN. Uh, and, it, and everything works fine. So um, for Inst, I have Reddit on here as well. So I'm logged in with Reddit. I don't have, to, I don't have, the, have the Reddit, Reddit app anymore. And this is the same deal. Um, I have it unblocking certain things here. It's unblocking Reddit.Reddit. R-E-D-D.IT, redditmedia.com, redditstack.com, reddit.com. And so I don't have doubleclick.net. I don't have Google App, uh, Google Tag Manager, Google Tag Services, Amazon's ad systems. So basically it's blocking all these advertisements, which is super dope. There is a promoted thing on here, though, which is interesting. It must be a, a um, directly from Reddit. Um, but it works just like the app does, and it's it's super convenient. I can tap on something. I can see, oh, this is what it is. Um and I can see one thing I do hate about Reddit mobile app is that every time you're in it, um, it's like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna use the app? Uh, where is it at? It says in the bottom is a little pop up that says, hey, use the open it in the Reddit app. It's like, how about you don't? Um, but maybe I can turn that off somewhere. I don't really know. So yeah, this app is great. If you guys are interested, if you guys are focused on security, and like I am, and you're really interested in it, I highly suggest you go check out this app, Web Apps. Um, Wow, what it's called? It's called web apps, as like that's why it's called. Um, but if you want, to, when you're searching for it, you have to search for web apps 
sandboxed browser. And the guy, again, his name is Toby Kurian. That's as spelled T-O-B-Y-K-U-R-I-E-N. That will get you this uh, awesome application. And I highly, I highly recommend trying it out. Uh, it's it's stable enough. I was I'm playing around with it. I'm having no problems with it at all. And so uh, let me know what you think. If you're using it, uh, if you end up using it, let me know what you think because I'm interested in see how you use it, what ideas you can come up with, how you, um, how like because uh, if I don't have all the answers, obviously I want to know what you guys are going to do with it as well. So again, you can hit me up on maxon.xyz. Um, you can hit me up on uh, jrswab at code.im. That's code.im on XMPP or on Matrix, and I will be creating a Matrix group for us. Uh, and if anyone wants access to that, uh, let me know what your matrix ideas. Uh, if you're using the Riot app on Android, that's what I use. It's much faster now, so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, I do have a, a LibrePay account, so you can do that in a free and open source way. Uh, you also can listen to the ads I have on this podcast, and um, there's also a way to support directly through Anchor app. Um, but I rec- I don't re- I'd rather you not donate through Anchor, but instead of donate through LibrePay because Anchor probably takes a cut. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they do, uh, or they will. Um, but with uh, Libra, LibrePay is a it's a hundred percent donation, so technically you could be tax deductible. I guess I don't know how that works in your country or in the United States even. So don't take my word for that. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a nerd. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Looking forward to the next time we get to have these cool discussions. Until then, stay nerdy.